Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we're Entrepreneurs. A podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are living to be like living the vida loca. That's kind of I feel like anytime I speak a language, I have such like actor confidence, but it kind of sounds like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Great. Good thing you're doing a language immersion in a foreign country right now. I'm sure that's... Well, I think that's also how I speak English. Um. Yeah. Great. It's all good. That's all good. So, everything... Everything's going on as it's supposed to. I feel like the waters are calming a bit over here. Um, how are you doing, Kayleen? I see uh, little Apollo in the back making some oh, biscuits. Yeah. Getting getting her fur all over my brand new white jacket. <laughs> um, white I'm jacket. I'm good. I'm like I'm becoming a gym girly, as so many people are uh, uh, want to do in January. But yeah, I I'm like waking up at six in the morning and going to the gym, which is you're like a wild. six a.m.er. I am right now. I'm not. I don't necessarily want to be, but um, until I restructure my work schedule a little bit, I think it's really the only time I can. So, That's yeah, it, it, it does feel like you, you kind feel of better than everyone else. It feels you like you kind of like unlocked a different world when you're like when you're like done with your workout and like finished running errands before like eight thirty, and then you're home and it's like oh, there's like. A second day that you have access to. Um, it, yeah. I've also been. I saw something, probably a TikTok, um, multiple times about how something about like uh, about trying to like um, uh, give yourself like a low dopamine start to the day in order to as like ADHD management. Um, and one of the components is not drinking coffee immediately upon waking and waiting at least an hour so i haven't been drinking coffee until i'm about to start work Mm. which is like like four hours after i've woken up so So. does that is that too late or does that fuck with your schedule no it's fine it's like 10 a.m I feel usually like that's too late for me to drink. I don't know. I feel like I'm so coffee sensitive at this, at this point. At I this usually juncture. don't like to drink coffee uh, after like two p.m. noon. Oh, that's two. Usually. Yeah. I mean, I have a coffee date tomorrow at ten a.m. and I'm like wondering if I'm going to be okay, like to sleep in the nighttime. You have a very but delicate system, as we've discussed. I know. I know. I'm actually eating a salad. I was going, I kept going to the grocery store and I was like, where are all the fucking greens? I was like, are there just not greens here? What the fuck? I found them. So Great. now I'm having a salad. Good. So now I can stop eating carbs because they just, they don't, they make me so tired. I was just like, oh, wow, a vegetable. I feel great. So (laughs) I feel like I've turned a new leaf because I fucking found vegetables at the grocery store. Uh, Voila. Who would have who would have guessed? You know, Yeah, I've been on a kale kick. Very like 2013 of me. Yeah. Have you ever had it um, like crispy? Yeah, I actually um, I think I actually sent you the recipe. Did uh, like it was like. 
orzo and navy beans and kale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But part of the kale is you wilt it first and like a really really good like it's a very tangy it's like lemon apple cider lemon red wine vinegar and honey um and so you and with shallots and garlic throw all that in a pan with some kale wilt it down and then put that mixture on a baking sheet and throw it under the broiler and it crisps up after like it's really interesting um and it's very yeah, it's really good <laughs> yeah yeah that i've also awesome. been doing like kale caesar salads Oh, um, yeah. I used to do that when I was vegan a lot. And adding avocado. Um, I feel like um, a friend of mine turned me onto that. Like, avocado in a Caesar salad is really fucking good. Yeah. Also, listeners, um, you know, grocery prices have gotten really expensive. And I've always just thought, it's. I thought it was so stupid how much food costs. Like, it's uh-huh. literally something you need. So, I don't know who needs to hear this, but A, dumpster diving. Go for it. Why not? That's since college, but amen. Gosh, I dumpster diving outside of Trader Joe's. Ugh. Yeah, sometimes like the stuff that you can find is just like truly remarkable, and it's just like when you see that, and then you're like, "I'm sorry, eggs are how much? Fuck off!" Like it's like forty percent of food is wasted in America. So dumpster dive if you have, uh, you know, a dumpster. I know sometimes there's some compactors too, but literally, yeah. like my friend is coming. Then, my friend is coming back to the from the farm with eggs, so we're going to make a quiche tomorrow, which I'm sure will be valued at one million dollars based on the <laughs> price of eggs at the moment. And then also, speaking of avocado, I just got some guacamole that was on the discount section. So hit up the discount section because I always forget about it because I always like get the same thing. But um, yeah, not yeah. all discount sections are created equal, though, because, man, the one at the co-op, everything in there looks like it should be in the trash. It is like they are trying to sell you fully dead vegetables for like 50 percent off time. I'm like, OK, yeah. like just rotting food. Still I, trying got, to- I just got some camembert and some guacamole. Nice. I don't know how much it was, but. That sounds it good. It seems okay. I'll, I'll let you know if I uh, get yeah, explosive I've also been diarrhea. A, I've also been on a like an, a little a sandwich, a homemade sandwich kick. I've been doing ciabatta. I want to try making my own focaccia because I feel like that's probably. See, all, I feel like of, you could do that well. Of all the breads, that seems like the easiest one to tackle, um, and it seems like like low risk, high reward. It seems hard to me, but I guess you've done more research than I have. It's less, it seems like a fancy bread. It's less kneading. You just kind of like massage it a little bit, and it does, it does all the work for you, from what I can I tell. I think I would like the kneading. I think that'd be my favorite uh, part of I don't. making bread. That's the biggest, that's the thing with baking that I just don't, I don't like handling the dough for like 20 minutes. I like to squish things, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe you should apprentice in a bakery, a patisserie. Oh, man. So today in French class, uh, one of the students didn't know what a patisserie was. Oh, the teacher was so Sad, pissed. honestly. Yeah, the teacher was like, no. You did not, no yeah. patisserie, no boulangerie. <laughs> I was just like, give him a break. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. give him a break. He's lived his life without pastries. That's He's punished himself. Yeah, I mean, I just... I'm just not that much of like a pastry girl or like a bread girl, so like yeah. I, I get I I I don't know if whatever floats your boat, but it just doesn't make me super 
it's, it doesn't excite me that much. So, yeah. Anyway, welcome to Aquarius season, everyone. You made it through Capricorn season. And now. I think it's really funny. I'm just going to go back. I think it's really funny that you always talk about how food doesn't excite you when most of the times I've seen you cry has been when you've eaten something. I know, but that's just because certain foods really excite me, and then the rest I don't really care about that much. You talk all the time, you're like, uh, I never want to eat out and think it's a stupid way to spend your money. Food isn't that great. I want experiences. And then I see you cry into a cheesesteak. A cheesecake. No, it was, a, it was a vegan cheesesteak sandwich. Oh, a cheesecake. Oh, that's interesting, because I feel like the other time it's, it's been a cheesecake. A flaw. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I like it so much, because it's like a treat, you know? Maybe it's yeah. like that dopamine deprivation, and I'm not like... Maybe. No, because I, I do. I still... I do stand by it. I don't like to go out to eat that much. Um, I don't like... I just... Yeah, I, I, I think it's I fine to say like you don't like to go out to eat that much, but to say that food doesn't excite you is not true. Yeah, I feel like, but like on the day to day, like what I eat is so boring. Like I'm so simple in my eating that it's just like kind of um, manufactured. It feels like I like I wouldn't call myself. Well, no, obviously I wouldn't be a foodie, and I I. I guess I understand where people come from, where they're like foodies, but it's just not me. And so when I think of people that are excited by food, I feel like they're like foodies. And I'm just like, um, I got some hummus and some, you know, guacamole on discount and I found some lettuce. And I'll probably be eating that for three days. (laughs) Great. Anyway, Aquarius season. (laughs) You were talking. I interrupted you. Continue. We don't have anything to say about it. Um, I'm very neutral on Aquarius season. Um, I don't know. I, whatever. Whatever. I, whatever, uh, man. A, a yeah. true Aquarius sentiment. Whatever, man. Yeah. Right. Well, also, it was very Aquarian that we both didn't say anything, and we just were like... <laughs> Yeah, Aquariuses, I feel like, just don't use their words that much, and they're very in their head. Yeah. Paralyzed by making decisions. Um, not, I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. I feel like I don't like Aquariuses that much, but they love me. Um, also, in the same way that I, I, like, enjoy Libras, but I don't really think, I think I really irritate them. So, I just... You know. Oh, and then Virgos also really love me as well, but I'm not. I don't really like Virgos that much. So, I don't know. Aquarius, whatever. I feel like yeah. I kind of feel the same about Aquarius as I do about Virgo season. We're just kind of like eh. I think Aquarius. I don't know. Like I said, I think I said last episode, Aquarius season is um, lately just become about Mardi Gras and Carnival season lead up for me. So it feels pretty, pretty unearthly. You know, yeah, yeah, like a good. It's joyous escapism. Yeah, I feel like February. I mean, nowadays, I feel like February in a lot of places, it's like starting to be springtime, uh, versus like March. Um, starts you start getting like those warmer days. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, folks. I I feel pretty neutral about it. Um, the best thing about February is it's almost March. Yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like, 
I have not had good experiences dating Aquarians. But I do have good experiences with Aquarius friends. Also, all the people I know who hate astrology are Aquariuses. Hmm. So, makes yeah, it, I really mean, makes you have... think. Well, yeah, because it's like how they describe Aquarius. It's not. It's not great. <laughs> You're like, yeah, cool. I also Contemplative. think I also think Aquarians are uh, natural contrarians. So yeah, if an Aquarius like is in an environment full of very traditional thinkers, they might fucking love astrology. But if they're surrounded by a bunch of woo-woo um, queers, yeah. they're going to be like, "Fuck you and your space racism." Space racism. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, do you make that up, or have you heard people say that? Literally, that is the argument that one particular Aquarius I know has against it. <laughs> that it's a way to categorize and discriminate against people. <gasps> interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's I just that don't wrong. Tr- I I just I don't I don't get into the, I don't get into it with them. But yeah. Well, I guess that's what happens if you have a shitty sign. I was like, some of us are trying to have fun, okay? (laughs) We're just trying to to extract as much joy as we can out of this fucked up world. Yeah, it's just funny because it's like a Saturn uh, air sign, which is just so... um, it's that's a punishment in and of itself. That's got. I mean, right? Because Capricorn in an Earth sign that makes sense. You're like, but yeah, like, that's that's sat- harmonious. Because all the other air signs are like Gemini and they're having uh, a great, Libra, beautiful time. And Aquarians are like, say I'm pretty. And and Aquarians are just like space racism. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini's life of the party always have something fun to say Libra's beautiful Uh, justice justice oriented Uh, Aquarians fucking aliens yeah maybe they should learn a new language perhaps they've had enough you know with their native tongue and they could yeah yeah you know know. use your thoughts for something else I don't know um, to the Aquarians listening, happy birthday. Um, happy birthday, you freaks. <laughs> okay, let's do a tarot time, shall we? All right. What are we getting? What are we getting this yeah. week? Yeah, Ooh. so um, I feel like a five of swords would really... Uh, add to what we have going on. So, listeners, we started out the season with the fucking tower, then we had the chariot, then the devil, then the queen of swords, then the three of swords. So, uh, not bad. Three of wands. Another three. Oh, yeah. What if it's like the last episode? I said we said we were talking about three, three, three. So yeah, maybe what if we we're going to get three? our threes in the row. And then we'll be like, oh, my God, our tarot angel numbers. What does this mean about the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Is the podcast going on the right path? Yeah. Yeah, this is just yeah, this is just my tarot jerk trolling me for talking shit about angel numbers. <laughs> wow. um, three of wands is a time uh, to really... To, I, I guess, you know, um, we've undergone a lot 
in the last few weeks. This is a time to integrate all the things that you're going through and then take a bird's eye view and try to look towards the future and see how you're going to alchemize all that going yeah. forward. I love the three of wands. I think it's yeah. one of my favorite cards. And I feel like yeah. with coming off of like tower, devil, three of swords, like queen of swords, you just cleared it's up funny. like a I, bunch I, of fucking I, energy. I, I feel out, like this is a great manifestation card. Yeah, I pulled out the two of wands um, for myself today. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I have planning and cal- calendaring on my schedule for the day. That sounds very cathartic. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I of, love the three of wands. It, it's just, I, to me, it's kind of like magician energy. Yeah. Like, you, anything... This is the point where, like, your imagination can really one, run wild. You can... Think um, big. Think really big. Um, put, like, it's typically just, like, shown as someone looking out onto the horizon. So it really is about, like, big picture thinking, um, being plotting, strategic, um like tapping into your powers of foresight Mm -hmm. um so like what do you see what can you see coming um and how can you expand yeah like to me it's kind of like vision boarding energy or like scripting what like your ideal life would be like really like being very cinematic with it and very it's it's very lofty goals i would say yeah it could i mean it could also even mean um like travel and like because like brought like literal broadening of your horizons yeah or how about this threesome Mm, anytime a three shows up there could be third third party energy at play yeah yeah um just always kind of fun so i feel like it's also more of like you know also with the threes we have like three cups which is like partying kind of that's what i always think or the three pentacles working together so it's all uh you know Threes. Yeah, man, the swords really just take every everything and just they're just like, yeah, we're we're the evil suit. You know what it we're is? We're gonna it's get like, make you hurt. The the swords are the why of the vowels, right? Because it's yeah. just like A E I O U. Yeah, we're all the same. We're all on the same page. And then sometimes why? Yeah. Okay, that doesn't okay. really make a ton of sense. Like, I guess if you really want to, uh, you can have that. Yeah. So. Maybe this is interesting for Swords have been showing up a lot for in the year ahead readings I was doing was showing up a lot for people who write and and use words. Um especially the ace and then the the court cards. Um those are good swords. I like the ace of swords. Yeah. I think it's pretty I think those cool. are the only good swords in the of ace in the deck. Six well, of swords I like, is good. I like four Actually, swords. Four of Swords is good and Six of Swords is good, in my opinion. Like, Six is, like, leaving behind your baggage and just, look going. Yeah. There's a certain, like, sense of liberation to that. Yeah. Um, Four of Swords, I'm like, Yahtzee, don't have to ask me twice. Nap time! (laughs) Yeah. Um, Set the table. We are serving the main dish. So... For today's main dish, we are titling this episode AI Overlords. So, All right, robots. Now's your time to shine. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of jokes where uh, they're like, 
there's a there's a work shortage and then it's just like i'm sorry i thought the robots were going to take my job and that's why you couldn't pay me that much um right <laughs> i thought i thought all the workers at mcdonald's were being replaced by kiosks yeah uh, uh, not getting paid me? 20 dollars an hour but okay um yeah so it's a very interesting conversation and i feel like we i don't really I feel like there's two sides of this. People that are really into AI and then people, maybe there's three. How about, what if there's three? People who are pretty ambivalent, very into it or very against it. Where would you say you stand? Pretty ambivalent. I think I am too. Yeah. I feel like, um, especially I don't like the, I didn't really connect with any of the outrage over all the AI art. Um, but I'm also not using any AI art generator on the opposite end. Like, I'm just kind of like, why are you complaining? Well, I found (laughs) what, like, I kind of read some stuff about what that was all about. They were uploading people's artwork that, like, was in galleries and stuff. And then, like, generating, like, the exact style from people. And then, like, not paying them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... I don't see how that's any different than, like, taking a class to replicate a certain, like, artist style. I like, think one of the people that's how was art- dead. I don't know. It just wasn't great. But if you're upload, if you've uploaded it into an internet gallery, you've given all, you've given a lot of your rights to it away. No, that's the thing. Like, I don't think that they had. Like, I don't think, like, I think, yeah. like, it was all, um... I just like think not online the, at the, all. And then it the just progre- the progression of art as a medium has come from people copying the works of other like you literally learn art by copying the masters. So I don't really see like I just this like duplication thing, I don't it just I like I don't uh, yeah. I'm not upset. That's what art is. Like we're copying all of like that's all that's how you learn that's techniques it's just that this is a computer that's learning a lot faster than anybody else yeah and that's probably what people remember. i think yeah. people should be paid for that um i don't think you can just like take somebody's artwork and then like make a ton of money off of it i think that's exploitation um yeah but there we are so maybe not so ambivalent either of us <laughs> I just don't care. I mean, like, I'm not using it. I'm not. I didn't fucking pay the app, however many dollars. I didn't get any AI portraits of myself. I don't really care to use it. But I also, I'm just like, uh, th- like, catch up. Like, this is just tech, new technology. Well, I like, think we're gonna be. I think. I think. I don't know. I feel like right now I'm ambivalent because it doesn't affect me that much. But I think it's probably yeah. coming to everybody. I think it's coming to every industry. And then how ambivalent will we be? Probably not. Let me be replaced by a robot wedding planner. But then you don't have a job. And then you don't have money. And then you can't make your ends meet. You know? Like... Well, then we... Then we revolt and ask for UBI. Yeah. If the robots take all our jobs, then we suddenly have a lot of free time to organize. And the government doesn't like that. Yeah, and that's why I kind of wonder if it's ever going to happen to the extent that they, they that futurists would like it to, because I right. it's just the same kind of thing with climate change. It's not, um, it's never been like 
oh, we can't, there's not ways out of this. Um, it's always been policy. It's all, it's, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what technology does because what is the policy going to say about it that's going to dictate it? And then you look at Congress and it's 80 uh, year olds. Um, actually, we have like a new Speaker of the House. How old are they? I don't know. Probably not 80. I- um, no, I, I just kept... All I know about the Speaker of the House thing was how many... It took a billion votes to get him into place. Yeah, because, like, the uh, the extremists kept voting against him, right? I don't really know. Right. I wasn't paying it, like, like thir- a ton of attention. Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. That's what his name is. Well... Let's see. Probably not 80, so probably has, you know... Probably more cognitively aware. He's fi- oh, he's he's 57 years old. There you go. That's like less than 10 years before you can collect Social Security. Yeah, practically, he's younger than... Practically juvenile. Younger than my parents. Yeah. You know? At, you know what? I think that's Gen X, technically. Interesting. Because, mm-hmm. like, Nancy Pelosi... Was that Boomer or was that fucking Silent Generation? Like, don't know, don't know. <laughs> Yo, don't know, don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> my my ageism is bipartisan, <laughs> as it should be. And it's like I under like I like I understand the value of having older members of Congress in in Congress as a way to like. Um, institutional knowledge of being able to like train a new like train is the wrong word I think that's kind of you know the procedural process of things yeah it's a traditional like it's a it is a institution that is very much based on tradition and and like a certain way of doing things so having like foundational members there is really important but man uh, if if the pharmacists in Washington D.C. are like, no, <laughs> like don't yeah. you don't want to be, yeah. then that's a little, yeah. And it like you know it's hard to be like it's like where's the line between like of like ageism and ableism and also being like ah, I don't feel really good about the fact that you all have this much power. Well, I think for me it's just like. Maybe less of, like, ageism and more of, like, how much the world has changed and, like, how most of those people will, yeah. they don't, they didn't, didn't adapt. And frankly, yeah, a I... willingness to keep up. If I was raised in the fucking 60s and 70s and I didn't have to deal with the internet and then all of a sudden the internet came, yeah, I'd be fucking grouchy. And then I had all this money because I worked and I paid $2 for my house yeah, I, I wouldn't get why people were suffering so much because like I I wouldn't I, co- I wouldn't have the expansiveness to like process it. Why would I? I didn't I wasn't around yeah. the internet. I'd probably be yeah. shitty too. Yeah, I feel like it when working in a retirement community really. Yeah. I did that for a long time and would have to deal with the fact that like in, you know, as recent as 2016 people were resentful of the fact that they had to have an email address yeah like it's just a lot it's like that's been around since the 90s my dude like chill the fuck out yeah because it's like we see like the capabilities of of ai and 
Then we see like the policy. I don't think there's going to be, I don't know. I So chat GPT, I feel like is the one that is getting a lot of buzz right now. I don't know enough about like AI generators to know that it's like important. Or not. I know that I... I'm glad I don't work in academia because I feel like plagiarism just got a lot harder to detect. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading something that there's like these like and like AI detectors and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I, I feel like maybe it'll make, cause it can also code. And here's the thing. I, here's one thing I do know about it. The more that, and it's like anything, any AI, the more input it gets, the stronger it becomes. So the more people right. that are using it, the smarter it's going to become. And Skynet baby. Yeah. And who knows what that's going to look like. Um, but if I were to guess in the next like two to five years, I think it would just make people people's job easier. Right? Hopefully. You could just like, yeah, I, I mean, think it'd be a lot easier to do I, like the, that two full-time job thing when you just like fucking use AI yeah, to do your job. I think it's our, it, it sounds like it's making it easier for people to get jobs as well. Like, I've heard uh, that. There seems to be a, be a big trend of having ChatGPT write your resume and cover letter. Yeah. Um, and it's getting people jobs. So like... Uh-huh. Power well, to yeah, you. because these fuckers were using algorithms to like sort through cover letters and resumes, and so right. okay, we're playing ping pong with code. Like, what's gonna happen next? I don't know. I think I feel like cause here's the question. I feel like, and it doesn't even matter, but it's just kind of fun to. It's Aquarius season. It's fun to philosophize on it like is this like a net good or a net bad and then it just seems like i i think it's just a cop i think it's just a complication yeah yeah i don't know because the more are is the planet gonna hold out long enough for us to be taken over by robots no, I I don't have that one on my apocalypse then, bingo. Then I'm I'm really not worried. Like, yeah, like whatever. Well, they do have those AI robot dogs that they had in Black Mirror. That's like a thing. They the police fucking dogs. Exist. Yeah, they're very creepy. Like that's yeah. awful. Um, have you seen ads for the movie? Oh, you, you saw that trailer. We saw that trailer for the movie Megan. Oh yeah, which apparently is out now. Little dolly. Um, I don't think I've laughed harder at a trailer in a really long time. I was losing it. Okay. I'm going to read this ad that I saw. So I have my French sim and I just, I get these AI ads and they're so out of pocket. I'm going to get my phone and read it. So talk, Kaylee. (laughs) Hi guys. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, in the past, we've said that Anna's opinions are going to get uh, the podcast canceled. But I think all the stuff I'm saying about AI art actually might. Um, I didn't really re- realize that I had controversial opinions, but yes, well, I do. Yeah, that's good. I think you can't agree with everything. That's stupid. Um, my phone just died, but basically, it was a path. Typical. Um, it was a path, and on the left, it was like, 
talking to my AI girlfriend and video chatting with her. And then on the other path, it was like getting spicy photos from my AI girlfriend. And it was like, you had to choose which path that you wanted. What? I honestly think that implication is probably... That's probably more of a... I mean, the incel issue, that's probably more real than fucking... Everybody also, losing their jobs. That's the the incels is what to worry yeah, about. I this think this is not just the incels, but do you know what industry has shaped uh, the direction of technology for the last yeah, like half a like century? Porn. Pornography. Yeah. So uh, AI porn. Uh, we should maybe pay attention to how that's developing, and that'll tell us yeah. like how the rest of this is going to go. Yeah, because nothing has dictated like. Uh, the indus like, like the way that we uh, interact with technology, like porn does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I keep saying yeah, but you're right. I we've yeah. talked to you're like Ugh. no, we've talked about it before because you were talking about like the from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray to streaming to the s- yeah, streaming. That's... Yeah. It's what the adult entertainment industry decides. So I wonder how long are these phases, would you say? So we have VHS. I don't know when, how long was that a thing? Maybe like the 70s to the uh, 2000s? Let's see. DVD was just so quick. Well, no, technically there's still DVD. VHS, VHS was developed in 1976. DVD was introduced in 1996. Okay. Uh, and then there was a big debate over whether we were going to do Blu-ray or DH- DVD HD. Uh, and Blu-ray was introduced in 2005. In 2006. Wow, that's so that was all... a very short window. Well, Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. And then YouTube. I feel like that started popping off at like 2010. It's like when it got pretty hot. That started popping off, but it was introduced mostly because of the Janet Jackson. Really? So it was introduced in 2005. It became popular with the Janet Jackson um, wardrobe malfunction at the Super Bowl. That's what pop. That's what made YouTube pop off. Do you think uh, YouTube sponsored the the tit nip slip? No, I don't think that was. I don't. Stranger think. things have happened. Uh, Stay loyal to the foil, friends. Yeah. Um. Well, because I've also seen people talk about how like you can incorporate like chat gpt in your business oh no it, it really it was it wasn't even that it made it popular it's literally what inspired its creation how is the nips how what yeah because so many people were googling it because it was a half a second of of like people were trying to find footage why on the does internet it of what it happened down to like the exploitation of women like because that's what happened with facebook too hot or not yep Yep. Everybody just want to see a, a titty. And then... Yeah, so I guess let's see what happens with our AI girlfriends, and then we'll figure out what direction we're going in. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. So that's uh, that's what uh, the French think that I want, which they're not wrong. I would like a girlfriend, but... 
I don't think I'm at AI girlfriend yet. Um, I'm I'm okay with that. I like I like flesh, please. Oh God! <laughs> what an off-putting beta. Yeah. To put that out I there. I do. I like flesh. Everybody does, right? The flesh. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Anna, we all like flesh. <laughs> yeah, definitely everything that, yeah, that's definitely a normal thing that everybody wants. <laughs> so, for businesses, I think, I think maybe businesses and, like, office workers probably have the most to net benefit off of ChatGPT because I think you can cheat a lot, but there are a couple things. They're talking about, Microsoft is talking about acquiring it. And using it for Bing. Yeah. How funny. So, I don't know. Maybe put some stock into Microsoft. Um, and then I tried to use it. I don't know if it's just because I was in Europe, but I was uh, hanging out with a friend and we had a question about, like, the word hippie um, and, like, just kind of, like, the cultural significance of it. Um, and we looked up, like, the Google definition and it wasn't really interesting. And he was like, let's look at chat GPT. But the server was overloaded. So I think that's also something, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm interested to see how AI can help people in their businesses, like perhaps with automation or um, even copy generation, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then AI could be a fun exper could be a fun experiment to see if you could sell a, a course that's like AI generated. Maybe it would sell even better, you know. But the thing is, the AI is. I'm curious. The AI TM TM TM. The AI is only going to be as smart as the questions that you ask it, you know. Right. So, I think it's like an interesting thing for creativity um, and exploration and. We'll see where it goes. I, I, because it kind of to me, it's giving Google Glass, or even like the metaverse. However, it's like the metaverse is happening, and then it's just like, no, we just got a fucking like all the stocks just like fucking bottomed out. Yeah, like, Facebook just, just lost yeah, billions think, of dollars. Like, I think for that's what me, that's what again, they did with I the PPP keep... loans. Everybody, D- don't forget, yeah. created a metaverse. With 2003 graphics. <laughs> with with legs that don't work. <laughs> I think the thing that I just keep coming back to is the fact that I don't... I just really don't think that it's going to take our jobs. Um, because think of, like, like we've talked... Like, a bro book review we've done. Bullshit jobs. Yeah. Like, how much of the percentage of the... Just the entire industry and economy is fake jobs to keep us busy and tired, to keep us busy and to keep us tired and to keep the wheel capitalism wheel turning. They're not they're not going to take away our jobs because the more leisure time we have, the more time we have to realize how all the shit that's fucked up and that we're unhappy about. Yeah. 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 I think it's a bit too fragile, but that. I think I think there might be something even more sinister afoot, which we'll see. But I also feel like talking about um, like policy and and just like these Silicon Valley people are light years ahead. Like like Meta became Meta to trick Congress. 
you know? Like, there was no reason to change the name. But they just knew that, like, half of them would realize that, like, oh, it's a new name. They're not going to remember. Like, because they know right. Facebook. Because, like, which is just fucking hilarious, which is such a fucking millennial troll, really. Like, it's just like, they don't even know. Just change the name. They're not... Who's going to tell them? Who's going to tell them? They'll forget. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think maybe we might have, like, a cat out of our bag. Uh, and then companies yeah. are going to start, like, you know, becoming efficient and cutting jobs. And the government isn't going to be able to catch it. I think that... The toothpaste is not going back in the tube. So, it's like, how are we going to clean up the mess? Yeah, I think... Well, I also kind of want to talk about this. So Pluto is entering Aquarius briefly. And Pluto is... Gonna get weird. Yeah. Pluto's all about, like, deep change, um, transformation, and, like, every time... Yeah, like, revolution and stuff. I feel like the last... Like, it changes, like, every 20 years. And it going into Aquarius... It does seem kind of AI, you know? It really does seem like the kind of some fundamentals of how we live our life is going to change. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I mean, whatever. At this point, I'm just like, let it ride. I'll figure out what I need to figure out. That, that I know that much is true. And listeners, I encourage the same for you. I'm sure you are the same way. Frankly, anybody alive right now, like has been doing a great job of like figuring this all out because it's uh quite or, a big yeah, potato if your head's above yeah if your head's above above water that's that's all you can really ask you for you did it um so we're gonna go into our bro book review and bro book reviews i read a bro book every week so you don't have to Me and Kayleen have different opinions on the author. So uh-huh. I read this in 2018 and it's called The War on Nor- Normal People, The Truth About America's Disappearing Jobs and Why Universal Basic Income is Our Future by Andrew Yang. So you might know him from his 2020 Democratic presidential campaign. Um, he had like the Yang gang uh, signs everywhere and yeah I read this book and I thought I read it like right when it came out because I've always been a pretty big proponent of universal basic income so when people are like are you a communist I'm like yeah actually I really think like universal basic income and like mass policy change is like one of the only ways that we're going to be able to exist in some semblance of the society uh with climate with with the amount of climate change that we're experiencing because like where our cities are failing they weren't met they were barely met you know what i mean they're just kind of like a cardboard box filled with asbestos and it's just like oh hope we're good like in california right now the the water it's raining so much and it's flooding and it's raising the water table so it's coming into the houses from under the ground and they have yeah. like three more cyclones coming towards them and, it, and, and it's also yeah. like this California conversation is just getting wrecked well it's just this conversation of like is this a new pattern now because we're dealing with completely like the jet streams are starting to change we're having El Nino like we don't know what the weather is going to be like at different places anymore because we're at a completely different experience and 
you know, this is making things like getting to a physical job more difficult. Um, I think it's also de-incentivizing work because it's just like, bitch, I don't have a house. Why am I going to want to get a, like, I can't, you know, like you, it's, it's a rug pull and, and it's not going to make you want to work. So they've definitely experimented with different universal basic income programs before. And, and it's always been like a net great. Everybody's like, yeah, I feel a lot more stable having an extra like 1000 or $2,000. Um, and one thing that really stuck with me about this book is that work needs or people need work more than work needs people because work for most people get that's the one thing I love about the French is they all hate their jobs they're just like they try to do the interviews you know where they're like what do you do for a living and they like you know answer French people and they'll be like do you like it they're like no it's work what why would I like work like they don't define themselves by it they're just like no I, I, I don't like my job that's obvious duh so um anyway but a lot of people like it gives them like a sense of purpose a reason to get out of bed um a a reason for being and so it's been this driver of life force as we creep keep on living yeah decades and decades would it be the thing that got people out of bed and the thing that makes people's life worth living if the rest of their fucking existence wasn't so hard. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, if the society around us was more supportive, if we restructured our the way we build communities, it would would work be the like the well, thing that people still, define themselves as. You would still, you would need, still to need to need it work. There, yes, but I'm no just saying work. Like, but yeah, no. like I think like ten or twenty hours a week yeah. or so. It's like. I think enough, it, I mean, or something to do every day. Um, yeah. Just like a little, like I'm going to like French school for like two hours a day. And that's like perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I really like doing something like 10 hours a day uh, or 10 hours a week versus like committing something. Um, yeah. Because I feel like the people that I've known, and this is anecdotal, that I've not had to work either because of like, like some sort of like disability or a retirement or a trust fund, if they don't find something to do, it's kind of like, it, it's not great. Like, because some people don't. Um, some people will just not work and just do nothing. And then I've just seen a lot yeah. of people spiral that way. Um, I think there's a difference between having a purpose and having, an, having it be your identity. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's where it's a little unhealthy. It gets unhealthy. Yeah, I think, yeah, but basically it's just like the people working jobs is the most inefficient way for people to work Um, because robots can do it and usually a lot better for different things. So I thought it was really interesting. He wrote this about six years ago and it was about, it was a conversation that I've always been curious about and this is, um. I don't know how I stumbled upon this book. Honestly, I was probably just perusing the shelves of Barnes & Noble as we do. It was do. a hot topic. That was, like, right around the primary, Democratic primary time as well, you know? It was... May 2018. No, I don't even think he, like, announced a candidacy until, like, 2019. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, I, I like 
him as a person just for getting that vocabulary out there. Um, and I think his platform helped, you know, like, I think it changed. They were like, because it was, what was it? Like, the, the, the politics was like, Andrew Yang's like, everybody get money. And then Elizabeth Warren, Warren was like, forgive $20,000 of student debt. And then, like, it yeah. just, I think it in general made the um, platform more progressive, which I'm yeah. all about. I, I like the idea that you have presented here as someone who has not read his book. I don't like him as a person. Um, maybe what he was talking about six years ago before he got into a politics was all well and good, but whatever he let the political machine turn himself into is pretty, yeah, pretty trash. So, yeah, um, he seems like someone. Is, he's uh, like he's someone who's gone on the record saying that like he's he wants to like like he wants to give white supremacists a voice and like it's just it. He says a lot of. He he says a lot of out of pocket shit. So yeah, I don't know. I just I don't really like him as a figure or a personality. And I think maybe whatever he went through between writing this book and his like latest political, uh, whatever the political machine did to him, I think may have done some fundamental changes. Yeah, I wonder if he'll stay in politics or not. Um, he founded a new political party in late twenty twenty one. So. But it, he, it is founded based on centrism. Yeah. And he's not a Democratic. He's not a Democrat anymore. Interesting. Yeah. Because UBI is not centrist at all, but. Yep. Okay. I think, I wonder if it, I feel like a lot of the libertarians liked him because he was just, I don't know, the fringes, the fringes of politics. Um, but yeah, good luck with that, U.S. <laughs> kidding whatever. whatever's gonna happen with the politics uh it's just not not gonna be great um i like the book i would recommend it i have not reread it because i don't really reread books but i thought it was a good book and i would recommend it so that's oh, he, he filed with the fec in 2017 to run for president in 2020 that book was definitely part of a political campaign mm. so i mean it worked on me uh, I don't know if I voted for him in the primary. No, I think I always just vote Green Party. So who yeah. was that? Jill something. I'm Jill. just like, whoever's going to do the most for climate change, that's who I'm going to yeah. vote for. And that has been at my political in stance. At least in a primary, yeah. Um, since I was able to vote. So yeah, whatever. All right, Kayleen, what do you got going on? whole lot of nothing. I'm enjoying slow season and uh, frolicking in the streets in preparation for Mardi Gras. You can see all that at Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram. Um, follow Candles Unincorporated for um, market pop-ups. We probably aren't going to be doing any like pre-orders, but we have been doing some art markets in New Orleans here and there. So that's been fun and cute. All right. Uh, go ahead and follow me at Excuse me, I feel like I had a pepper and it just got stuck in my throat. Uh, the dot fake guru and then the fake dot guru for more information. All right. All right. Have a gay day. <laughs>